You're listening to Community Matters here on Saturday mornings on 95.3 WBCK, made possible by Lakeview Ford Lincoln. If you miss an episode or you want to hear more, just go back to battlecreekpodcast.com and you'll be able to play those episodes on demand. Put that phone down if you're driving. This is a new law that took place, that took effect on the 30th of June in Michigan. You're no longer allowed to handle your device while you're operating a motor vehicle. And the extent to which that goes might surprise you. Lieutenant Dwayne Robinson is here from the Michigan State Police to fill in the details for us. Lieutenant, good morning. Good morning, Richard. Well, first of all, I thought this was law already. <laughs> I, I don't I think I've just maybe been in a number of places where it already is. And so I just presumed it was, but it really wasn't. And I've seen it as we all have people holding their phones on their ears or they're talking on the speaker and handling the wheel with the other hand. This is no longer legal. True? That's true. To go back to your first point the reason why you thought that it was already illegal was because we had a distracted driving law already on the books, but it did not extend to actually holding the phone and talking on the phone. Hmm. It only covered texting or browsing, things like that. So now with this new law, it added actually holding the device in the hand uh, not just a cell phone, any device in the hand is now outlawed. What other device do people hold? <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd be surprised. They just use the word device to encompass whatever may be invented next week. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> Technology yeah. is moving, right? Uh, <laughs> we could be holding our laptops or something because they're small enough. Oh, I don't even want to think about it. But here's an interesting part of this law that is now in effect. You're stopped at a stop sign or a red light. Your foot's on the brake. The car's not rolling. Can you pick up your phone? No, you cannot. That's going to be a very tricky habit for people to get used to. Mm -hmm. It's going to take all of us. I would be not being as truthful as I should be if I told you that I'm automatically used to or into that mode of not reaching for my phone when I'm stopped at a stop sign or stop mm -hmm. line. All of us are going to be pretty much in the hot seat or, or on deck <laughs> trying to realize this new reality that we now are facing here in Michigan. I think it's very tempting. And, and I'll tell you, I see it almost every time I'm sitting at a light. Someone next to me has their phone in their hand while they're waiting. Yes. Uh, so this is uh, probably the somewhat perhaps more difficult part of this law is when you think it's safe, the car's not rolling, you might be really tempted to, to pick that up. And now you can't. That's right. So the phone gets set down <laughs> and you can't pick it up until the car is shut off. It can't be in gear, right? Yes. If you travel I-94, I-69... Um, with all the construction zones and different crashes that occur every day, you might, you know, wind up caught in traffic for, you know, a period of time. Mm -hmm. And so what do we do? We, we reach for our devices 
while we're sitting there 15 minutes waiting on traffic to get moving again. So that's going to be an issue. And, you know, officers that are out there, they're going to have the right, the lawful means to to stop you. Yeah, let's talk about that. What will happen? How will you approach this? Um, You're on the side of 94, let's say, and a car goes past. How can you tell if they're, I mean, maybe you can, but how do you tell if they're holding a device while that 3,000 pounds is barreling down 94? It's not hard, that visual that we have of something being held up to the face or to the ear. It's universal now. I mean, we've been in cell phones as a world for, you know, almost three decades now. Yeah. It's something that I don't think is going to be hard for us to to visualize, you know, no matter how fast the vehicle zooms by. And maybe it's the other behavior that you see first, the car weaving out of the lane or or something that that calls your attention before you see what they're up to. That's right. It's it's also, you know, if you think about how do we see people out of their seatbelt? We look for that strap going across the shoulder and down Mm -hmm. across the chest. I've been in law enforcement 25 years, and I can tell you, I noticed that almost in an instant that that belt is not there. Are there people who don't wear their belts? (laughs) There are? That's right. There are people who still don't wear their seatbelts. Wow. Um, And as, you know, as officers with trained eye and trained to observe, we won't have a problem picking up someone with holding something up to their face. Yeah. Well, about the uh, safety belts, here's a, uh, here's an illustration of how far we've come with that. When I was a kid, okay, let's say 45 years ago, uh, (laughs) my dad used to say, you don't need seat belts in my car. I don't know why he said that physics are not different (laughs) in his car, right? That was the sentiment in 1975 or so. But I feel like we've come so far that uh, I'm surprised that there are people who don't wear the safety belt. I feel a little odd if I don't have it on. And so maybe we'll be the same way in 45 years with our devices. They'll be so integrated with our transportation that um, that maybe uh, it'll be the same way. So what will happen immediately here? We're in the early part of the enforcement on this. Are you easing into this? Or are you going to just start writing tickets? <laughs> you know, we I've gotten that question so many times from media. We don't ease into laws per se. So as officers, especially um, MSP, we, we train our troops to use discretion with any traffic law. So we'll definitely make the stops. We've made the stops already. And in these early stages, there will be a lot of education taking place. And what I mean by that is you see someone, you know, with the phone up to their ear, you pull them over and you you make contact. And so the officer has the discretion to take the license, go back and write the ticket and come back and send them on their way. But I would add that we'll be more than likely saying, listen, there's this new law out. I don't know if you know about it or not, but I'm just going to issue a verbal warning for holding this phone or talking on this phone this time. But going Mm -hmm. forward, you're more likely going to receive a citation to correct this behavior. Yeah. So that would probably occur more often than not. 
but there will be those outliers for whatever reason that the ticket will be handed out that first time. What are we talking about here, Lieutenant? 50 bucks, 75? What's the fine? Wow. Uh, that's a great question. So the first offense is $100. Whoa. Okay. Yes. And um, second offense and subsequent $250. They added a twist to it as well, because looking at the penalties, it says 100 first violation and or 16 hours of community service. Whoa. And so the second or subsequent violation is then that $250 fine and or the 24 hours of community service. So, and again, th that community service piece in lieu of the financial penalty is again to drive home that the new law is in effect and to educate that driver. So while they're performing this community service, they can think about their behavior going forward in, in terms of, of driving and um, talking on the phone. You know, it's interesting you say that because we just got through talking with uh, Nick Sharipa at MDOT, and somehow we got on the subject of speeding and construction zones. And, it, you know, there's a there's a bill proposed out there to put cameras in construction zones. And, and he said, and I'm paraphrasing, we're trying to change behavior here. This is the same thing. Yes. So it has to sting a little bit, right? It does. And it's all about saving lives, Richard. Our data shows us that, you know, distracted driving is now a part of the data points, along with driving while impaired, speeding, driving too fast for conditions, where the crashes that are occurring are more severe, more severe injuries and fatalities. So we want to cut down on severe injury and definitely fatalities on our roadways. We just want families and uh, motorists to get home to their families the same way that they left. Well, we shouldn't be surprised that uh, distracted driving is, is uh, so prominent now. I suppose at this point, it's uh, underscoring the punitive nature of this to try and change behavior. But I guess what we're really saying is here, folks, take a minute before you push the button and start the car, or turn the key, whichever you have to think about the safety that is required in that machine that's barreling down the road at 70 or more. That's right. It's a five, six thousand pound, you know, machine that's powered by a gasoline or diesel engine. And if you lose control of that, God knows what can happen. Many of us saw that video, somebody's body cam video that was all over social media of the flatbed truck with its bed down, ready to load a car on it. And, and I presume a distracted driver, I never heard the final story on that, drifted into the shoulder and launched themselves up that ramp of that truck and went airborne and hit the ground and landed in the hospital after all of that, somehow survived that. Yeah. That's an extreme example of uh, distracted driving. What do people say to you uh, and your counterparts when you're out there <laughs> and you've called them out on being distracted? What do they say? 
you know, most people really believe they can handle it. We as a society often talk about how you're something special if you can multitask. And I've heard it time and time again, we're really not built to multitask. We're built to focus on one thing at a time because, you know, and I know when you start multitasking, something's going to take a hit. One of those two or three things that you're doing simultaneously is going to suffer because your attention is, is split. And so when you're, when you're driving a car, that attention has to be on the road ahead of you and all the other things that come into play when operating the car, like being ready to take quick action if someone's suddenly stopped in front of you. If you're distracted holding the phone and someone abruptly stops, that's going to be a rear end or a near rear end. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that could cost your life or the life of the person that the vehicle that you hit, the person in that vehicle that you hit. So, Excuses are, you know, a dime a dozen, you know, with law enforcement uh, is really inexcusable as much as they want to try. It's just not going to work. Now, we haven't talked about it yet, and maybe you're going to bring it up. There, There is a way to talk on the phone while you're driving. Well, technology has uh, grown immensely. In fact, uh, I've had the the good fortune of driving different cars thanks to our sponsor, Lakeview Ford. And it's really interesting because one time I might have driven a car that was three years old and the next one was a car that was new. And even the three-year difference was huge in terms of technology. We are moving the technology in your cars a lot faster. But of course, a lot of us are hanging on to our old cars longer So uh, we have to make up for that. But however you do it, you raise an interesting point. The vehicles we have now have integrated the use of the phone into the technology of the vehicle. Now, I I suppose you would say, and I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, correct me if I'm wrong, but you would say we still can't be sitting there poking at the screen in our cars to make up for the fact that we can't hold the phone. That's a whole other distraction still, right? It is because any time with your eyes off the road, this is a distraction. So nothing beyond one touch. The screen will pop up, a call is coming in, and it says it's it's marked green and it says answer. So the law allows you to stick your finger over there and and touch it to answer that phone call. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes people have Siri turned on or Alexa turned on and you can say answer and it'll go ahead and answer for you. So those are the type of technologies that we are encouraging people to use. Kudos to the automotive industry who had the foresight to integrate that technology into our vehicles for safety. That's where we're trying to steer the behavior to using technology. You know, we know all technology is not always equally good, but no one can argue that this is a pretty darn good piece of technology to be able to to answer a call and begin talking without holding the device. I'm going to remember that one (laughs) touch. That's a great guideline. One touch. If you got to do more than that or pick that device up in your hand, no can do. We'll leave it there. It'll be interesting to check in with you after a period of time to see what 
information you've gathered uh, on how folks have responded to this and and how well the law has been has been followed. So look forward to that conversation. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Lieutenant Dwayne Robinson, Michigan State Police. Thank you. You're welcome, Rich. Thank you.